Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast. This is actually a throwback edition of the Security Conversations podcast. It's the republication of an interview I first conducted in March 2013 uh, with Choki Bekrar, who at the time was the CEO of Vupen. Vupen was one of the companies at the time very active in the uh, zero-day vulnerability and exploit brokerage business. And Choki Bekrar was a you know very popular figure at the time around 2013. He still is actually at Zerodium, but at the time, uh, uh, Bekrar and his team uh, would show up at the Cansec West conference uh, and you know just obliterate all the browsers and popular products at the time, more secure products at the time. Um, you know, winning that contest. This recording actually was conducted in the hallways of Pontone uh, in 2013, just about 10 minutes after Baker and his team demonstrated a zero-day attack against Microsoft IE 10 on Windows 8. At the time, it was a big deal because the exploit bypassed all the mitigations, including the browser sandbox. Uh, we got a chance to chat afterwards about the controversy surrounding the sale of those vulnerabilities and exploits, his company's business dealings, the work that goes into you know, preparing to pull off victories at Pwn2 and Hacker Contest, uh, you know, why they came there. The whole notion of background sales of vulnerabilities in the background and in the dark. Uh, you'll have to excuse the audio quality in the background noise. This is, you know, this was recorded with a little handheld thing at the time. This was pre-podcast popularity days. Um, but I'm happy to repost this now to maintain it as part of the historical record. This recording has kind of got lost in a few podcast changeover things, and I was happy to find the file. And here it is for, your, uh, for the historical record, and I hope, you know, for those of you who have never listened to it, I hope you enjoy. One minute. I'm here in Vancouver at the Cancer Quest Security Conference, just outside the Pawn to Own Room. And my guest on the podcast today is none other than Choki Bekrar, who is on his iPhone tweeting away about um, the, the, his company's victory um, at Pound to Own. Uh, Vupen again uh, came here with exploits, and I'll let him explain what they did today. Um, what was the target, and can you talk a little bit about uh, the exploit? Well, we targeted today Windows 8 uh, with IE10. Uh, we used uh, two distinct uh, vulnerabilities. Uh, the first one is an integer overflow in Internet Explorer, which allows us to uh, execute code as a low integrity level, which means inside the sandbox. And the second one, which uh, flow which was chained, uh, allowed us to escape the sandbox, bypass the sandbox, and was a memory corruption in the broker process. So we finally achieved the code execution uh, with a full sandbox bypass, executing a Windows calculator, uh, with medium integrity level on a Microsoft Surface device. And uh, as I understand it, there was no browser crash. There was just a clean exploit that kept the browser running. Yes, definitely. We always try to make our exploits as silent as possible. This one was uh, silent. Uh, that means that even after popping the calculator, it didn't crash the browser. Why we have been over the value of vulnerabilities and the value of exploits in this business? Why would you come to point to own with uh, an exploit like that that in, in, in everyone's mind is incredibly valuable, i.e. 10 running on Windows 8, full sandbox escape? Talk me through the thinking at Vupen about coming here to quote-unquote burn this bug. 
Well, uh, the aim for us uh, by coming here at Pontoon is to show that even the newest technologies, the newest uh, operating system, the newest browsers uh, can get hacked, can get pwned. Uh, and this is something very important uh, because we want to uh, teach to people that uh, running the latest version of browser doesn't mean uh, being secure. It's just one part of the security. So uh, we came here to show that we are able to create exploits for any technology, for any browser. Uh, two years ago, we have written exploit for Apple uh, Safari, which was a Mac OS X. Last year, we did Chrome and IE9. This year, we will be doing uh, IE10, uh, Firefox, Flash, and Java. So we show that every browser, every plugin, every operating system uh, can be hacked. Uh, this IE vulnerability, the two IE, the two IE vulnerabilities used here today as part of this exploit, uh, it's very, it's unique to Microsoft's uh, technology. There's no third-party component there. Yeah, we use it only uh, Microsoft technologies. Uh, both vulnerabilities are in Internet Explorer itself. Uh, if you mean that we did not use Flash, yes, I confirm we did not use Flash. Uh, talk me through how long did it take you guys uh, uh, on average to, to create this specific exploit? Uh, did you already have the vulnerability and then you wrote the exploit? Was this something you, uh, you looked for and, and, and decided to use it point to own? Uh, and talk me through how long it took. I, I'm just trying to get a sense of how much resources go, go, goes into something like this. Well, it took us a long time, pretty long time. Uh, we started working on uh, uh, Windows 8 when uh, the preview version of Windows 8 was released. So it's uh, like nine months ago. And we started looking for vulnerabilities in Internet Explorer. We found the first one, uh, which was an integer overflow. Uh, we tried to exploit it. Uh, it took us some uh, weeks because we had to bypass uh, all the new security protection, including high ASLR, uh, which was included in Windows 8. So we managed to bypass this new protection we bypassed DEP and we uh, wanted to go further so we uh, also looked at the uh, sandbox, new sandbox of uh, IE10. We found new vulnerabilities in uh, this sandbox and we combined all this stuff to uh, create uh, what we call a weaponized exploit uh, that we have updated during the last month to make it even better and now it uses uh, many new techniques including technique that uh, allows us to get exploit working without even updating it uh, and also we have the exploit running without crashing the browser uh, how long did this take this entire process i think it took us many months uh, probably two or three months uh, of full-time work uh, by how many guys one or two guys yeah one or two guys uh, let's say between two or three months yeah uh, are you personally involved at all with exploit writing? Talk to me about your, your own role in the Vupen security uh, research team. Well, I'm the CEO of Vupen, but my main task is to manage the research team. Uh, so I'm heading the research team and I'm sitting daily with the research team. Uh, I am involved all in all these steps, uh, including uh, exploit, exploit writing, uh, vulnerability research, and all these kinds of projects. This is the first year you're actually going to be giving up the exploit to the organizers of Point to Own. Last year and the previous years, you would just give them the vulnerability, but not the exploit or not the technique. Uh, it's a requirement this year that for, for you to get, uh, and the price, the price tag, and the, uh, and the prize money is much higher again. Yeah. Um, but you're giving up the exploit here. Um, was that a difficult decision to make? 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that was a very difficult decision because we usually don't accept uh, to share techniques. We can accept to share zero days because we can always find zero days, but sharing techniques is a, a very difficult decision because when a technique is killed, it means that future future exploits will not, will not work. Uh, and you're in the business of your exploits working. Absolutely. We have to uh, ensure that we will still have working exploits in the future. So um, it was a, a hard decision to take, but the prices were uh, good enough. Uh, with IE uh, 10, for example, on Windows 8, we have many vulnerabilities. So in fact, even with we give this exploit and these techniques, uh, we still have other things. Explain the VPN business model in, in, in your own words, because you know there's a lot of controversy around your business. Uh, there's, there's, there's been this year-long Twitter fight <laughs> and all this Twitter activity around what VPN does, uh, this whole notion of sale of zero days to governments. In your words, explain what you do and explain why you have no uh, ethical problems with this? Well, uh, until 2010, Vupin have been contributing very hard to the security community. Uh, we reported hundreds of vulnerabilities to Microsoft, to Adobe, to Apple, and until 2010, we tried to find a business model with this vendor because we thought that it, take, it takes a long time to find zero days, it takes a long time to find, uh, to exploit vulnerabilities, so we wanted to work with vendors. Unfortunately, many of them did not accept to change their their strategy, including Microsoft, for example. And we decided to... When you say work with vendors, what do you mean? Have them pay you for, yeah, for absolutely. your research? Absolutely. We wanted vendors to uh, get to establish and make a reward program, but not a cheap program, a re-reward program. That something, that, something that covers what you believe to be the exactly. true value of your work. That, that covers the costs, because today we have a huge cost in research. Uh, finding vulnerabilities costs, costs a lot, exploiting them costs even more. But there's a very fine line between uh, coming to a vendor and saying, I have a bug and I want you to pay for it, and this very notion of extortion. I, I have this bug, I'm not going to give it to you unless you pay me for it. There's a very fine line there. Well, we didn't we didn't uh, ask the question to Vander like like you said. We, as I said, we reported many vulnerabilities to Vander, and we tried to establish a contract with them to uh, help them creating a reward program, not only for Vupin but for Vupin and other researchers. Uh, so all the community would benefit from that. Uh, and Vanders did not want to uh, do that, so we moved to another plan. We said, okay, you don't want to pay, so we are, we're gonna make our own business, and we start started uh, selling our research to our customers. So, about our business, it's a very simple... So, yeah. three years ago, you decided no more free bugs to any vendors. Yeah. You decided you were going to sell these bugs, maybe write weaponized exploits for these bugs, and sell it to your customers. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. So, we have the uh, two business models uh, at uh, Vupen. The first one is the defensive model, which is helping customers like uh, uh, major companies to uh, protect against zero-day attacks. We know that antivirus and IPS IDS that do not really protect against zero-day attacks. The only way to protect against zero-day attacks is to have information, strategic information and intelligence about zero days and try to protect against these zero days. The other business we have is the offensive business, which is uh, a very secret business. Uh, allows government to achieve offensive missions uh, as part of their low, for lawful interception uh, missions. So 
this part is recent. Uh, it, we are working on this part since a few years, and it helps. Our this is the controversial. This, this is the controversial part of your business. Uh, tell me about your customers. Well, I cannot, of course, right, destroy the name. Not, of not the names of the customers, but to tell me in a general sense who your customers are, and. Um, and, and, and I want to get into a little bit of, of, do you have any sort of trepidation, any sort of worry about uh, where your exploits, how your exploits are used? Well, this offensive model is really mis misunderstood by people. Uh, people always confuse uh, offensive model, privacy and things like that. That's not the, the, the real deal. When we sell exploit to offensive, uh, as part of offensive service to government agencies, it helps them to fight crime. So they use these exploits during criminal investigation. They don't use it to spy on people. If they want to spy on people... How do you know this? Because at Vupen, I, don't, I only talk about Vupen, I don't talk about right, other right. companies. How do you know how it's being used? I mean, well, how, how can you guarantee that it's only being used to fight crime or it's only being used for lawful interceptor? Yeah, that's that's, that's the argument. The argument course. is once you once you give the exploit or once you sell the exploit to a government, uh, you know, you have no control over how it's used. And there's there, there are many people who believe that uh, a lot of this stuff is used for nefarious purposes. A lot of this stuff is being used to repress people in their own countries. But a lot of this is being used to you know stop protests and all this stuff. How do you how do you, how are you so comfortable that it's only being used for lawful intercept or for law enforcement purposes? Well, this is the one specific thing about Vupen is that we are not businessmen. We are researchers. So we, our first aim is not to get money. Our first aim is to get our customers satisfied and help them achieve their missions. So why I'm talking about that? Because at Vupen, we choose our customers. We don't accept to work with any government. We don't accept to work with any agency. So we have very strict eligibility criteria in place, and each customer we choose it, we do uh, a know your customer, we have a know your customer program in place, we meet these customers, we do all the paperwork to verify that they are in a country which is a democratic country and they do this. And you have this policy on public on your website, you only yes. work with NATO, support countries Absolutely. and all of that stuff. Absolutely. We are the only company in this field uh, clearly stating on our website that we only work with the NATO and such organization. We clearly state that we respect, even if the international regulation do not apply to exploit, we already apply these uh, regulations. Uh, we have chosen to do it. So, what do, you mean what do you mean by regulations, applying regulations? Well, there is regulations uh, related to export of uh, technologies and dual-use technologies, uh, which are mainly uh, for weapons and, 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 and such technologies. Uh, exploits are too new, so... Uh, regulation do not cover these exploits, except in Europe. In Europe and in France, we already have all the regulations in place regarding exploits. So we comply, Vupin complies with the European regulations, and we do not work with countries which are under embargo and such things. But that still, that still does. There's no guarantee that once you sell the exploit, it's a, it's only being used for certain things. I mean, you would hope so, and you, you believe you know your customers, and you believe that you have good enough relationships with some of these, you know, democratic governments, but there's still no guarantee, and that's the argument. There's still no guarantee that once the exploit gets out of your hand, it's not being used for, you know, terrible purposes. Because, you know, you know, in some countries, and, and you know the story of, of Finn Fisher and, 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 and some of the places that tool was found being used by, you know, repressive governments to... You know, you know who knows. People may people, people may have been put in jail or even killed over this stuff. 
uh, that doesn't worry you? Well, it doesn't worry me because it's not true. Uh, exploit do not kill. Uh, computers do not kill. Uh, if a repressive regime wants to kill people, they have old school methods. They spy on their phones, they spy on their homes, they go to their home, they install cameras, they spy on every uh, in their work. So they don't need zero day exploits. At Vupin, it's part of it's part of the parcel. No, I mean uh, the use of zero days and the use of uh, surveillance tools and, and and exploits within surveillance tools is part of this this entire package that you're talking about. You can't deny that. Uh, you can't deny that zero-day vulnerabilities and exploit isn't a, isn't a very important thing to, to governments, good or bad. Well, of course, zero days are are, are, are good things for for uh, um, governments because uh, sometimes, especially these days, they have to fight against serious crime, and fighting against serious crime requires uh, using sophisticated exploits. Uh, I don't believe that exploits are the uh, threat to privacy, the threat to uh, dissidents. The real threat to dissidents are the regime themselves. If a regime is not good, it means that they don't need exploits to uh, oppress their, their people. They already have the tools to do it. They use old school tools. Exploits are, are not useful for the, the, such governments. And at VPN, we really choose which governments we work with, we really choose which agencies we work with, and... And you are comfortable. And we are comfortable, because until now, there is no proof that uh, fin feature has been used to torture people, there is no proof that zero-day exploit has been used to torture people. There is no proof because it's not possible and it's not true. But when guys come to security conferences and talk about FinFisher or fin, FinSpy or whatever the name of that tool is, uh, was found in places like Bahrain or, or, or some places with repressive governments or with repressive regimes that, you know, uh, that use these monitoring tools to keep dissidents in check, you know, the, the, the argument must come up uh, about not, not Vupin's involvement, but FinSpy's involvement or FinFisher's involvement and so on. So it, it's a legitimate issue. Mm. Well, uh, I don't want to talk about FinFisher right, specifically, right. but I, I can so tell. you understand the general Yes, sense absolutely. Uh, look, FinFisher uh, or other companies like Hacking Team, these are private companies. These are not politicians. So if a country is not in a list of banned exports, it's not in a list of blacklisted country, I cannot uh, prevent hacking team or FinFisher from selling to this company. So these are companies, not politicians. They, it's not the same at Vupen. At Vupen, as I said, we are not businessmen. So we choose which customer we work with. But I don't blame FinFisher or hacking team for doing their business. They, they are doing the business normally. Um, so when I see a conference talking about a repressive regime or things like that, I don't think that uh, the problem is, is really FinFisher. Uh, the problem is the regime itself. Um, do you buy vulnerabilities or, uh, or, or exploits from third-party sources, or do you generate everything in-house yourself? Well, this is something very specific to Vupin, and this is the oh, added yeah, value to you for Yeah, definitely. At Vupin, we have never bought zero-day from outside, and we will never buy zero-day from outside. 100% of our zero-days are created in-house by our researchers. The vulnerabilities are, dis are discovered by our researchers, and the exploits are written by our researchers. So everything is generated and developed everything, in-house? Everything, 100%. How many, many zero-days would you say you have right now as part of your package? Well, we cannot disclose the, uh, the number of zero-days, but we have 
hundreds of uh, of uh, zero days uh, each year. Each year we find hundreds of zero days each year. We write exploits for uh, some of them. Some of them are not exploitable. So it depends on the year, on the targets. But we found many. Uh, there's 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 some argument obviously and you've heard it because you've 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 been very trans no, 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 I don't want to say transparent but you've been very yes we uh, are <laughs> we are not very transparent we are how many employees do you have we cannot disclose such information <laughs> <laughs> see there goes the transparency listen I, I, I'm almost done um, there's uh, uh, there have been public calls on Twitter and at security conferences for the sale of vulnerabilities and the sale of exploits to be uh, regulated by governments, yeah. uh, led by the U.S. government, yeah. because you know it just there's this argument that there's you know these these people who uh, trade in vulnerabilities are cowboys and middlemen uh, who you know there's, it's just a wild west world out there and no one knows who's selling to who. Do you agree? that maybe there needs to be some sort of uh, uh, more clear understanding of who's buying, who is selling, uh, to just so we have a better understanding of, of, of where these, whose hands these things are. Because these are, these are, these yeah. are, you know, these things can be weapons. Well, I honestly believe that all those people talking about regulation don't really have a clue about regulation. Europe and France have already in place all the regulations for exploits. We exactly know how to deal with exploits, how to sell exploits, in which country, uh, to which country you can sell exploits. Everything is clear in Europe and in France. If there is a need of regulation, it's probably in the U.S. because there is no regulation in the U.S. So all people arguing uh, and well, you asking have customers for customers in the U.S. I cannot talk about customers. Sorry there about goes that. Transparency. <laughs> no, transparency doesn't mean violating the non-disclosure agreement. So we cannot tell unfortunately. So if you talk about regulations, let's start regulation in the United States and let's you don't see. Mind. Yes, I'm, I'm, I would be glad because I already work with the regulations in Europe. There, is, there are already regulations, so it, it will not change anything for me because we at Vupin we apply to ourselves, we decide to apply to ourselves the most restrictive uh, regulations, the most restrictive uh, rules uh, while choosing uh, customers. So any new regulation will not affect us. Is your research team finding uh, vulnerabilities and writing exploits for um, uh, non-computer systems? Well, not necessarily non-computer systems, but are you doing any sort of SCADA stuff, any sort of ICS stuff? Um, Industrial control system stuff. Uh, can you talk a little bit about you know areas of research that you're uh, perhaps getting into and get and, and, and perhaps being interested in? Well, we work on any uh, kind of software or, or hardware uh, that is interesting our customers. So we, of course, work on all operating system from Windows, Linux, Mac, uh, also mobile devices. Uh, all of them, uh, and it depends on the customer needs. If a customer asks us to look at specific software, yes, we will do it. Uh, we don't have any uh, problem in targeting specific software. So you have you have certain bugs and exploits for SCADA stuff today. We don't focus so much on SCADA specifically uh, because SCADA is not that secure. So uh, customers often don't need us uh, to target SCADA. If they need SCADA exploit, they can do it themselves. Uh, when they ask us to do something, it's something complicated, so SCADA is not that complicated. All right, thank you very much. What's next for you guys here? Remind me again, uh, you did the IE10 on Windows 8 full sandbox escape today. 
what is next for the Vupen team here at Point One? Well, the next one is uh, Firefox on Windows 7, and uh, after that, Java on Windows 7. And that also requires a sandbox bypass no. and, and, and chaining of multiple vulnerabilities. Yeah, chaining multiple vulnerabilities, especially to bypass ASLR and DEP, but not the sandbox, because Java and Firefox don't have a sandbox. Uh, however, tomorrow we will be doing Flash uh, exploit, which will require sandbox bypass. And we will chain uh, three vulnerabilities to uh, bypass uh, this sandbox. And so, that's on Windows as well. Yeah, that's on Windows. So for all these vulnerabilities that we'll be using, uh, we will probably be using a total of uh, uh, 10 to 11 uh, or a dozen of zero days, uh, different zero days to get all these uh, uh, browsers uh, opponent. So about a dozen zero days, and if everything goes as successful, you should earn in money cash prizes about what, $250,000? Yes, absolutely, two hundred and fifty. We have to deduce some taxes on that. And you're buying the beer tonight? I hope so. <laughs> All right, thank you, Chokey. I appreciate it. Thank you.